0: Welcome to the dinner table. I hope you all will pull up a seat and grab your favorite beverage and join myself, Aislinn Campbell, and of course my partner in crime, Joe Hilliard. Hello.
1: It's a coffee morning. Absolutely. Torrential downpour
0: today. (laughs) Yes, it was. So So all
1: the better to have our coffee here, rain outside. It's one of those beautiful days. Two days after Thanksgiving.
0: Indeed. Yeah, I jumped up this morning and ran outside and was like, damn it. I had gathered up a bundle of plants, a bunch of different plants that needed to be upgraded. But I've been spending so much time actually harvesting and working at the farm that by the time I get home and I'm still trying to catch those daylight hours, I'm exhausted. And so I had gotten everything ready because I knew I needed to do that. And I had, <laughs> I had set it in the one spot that you'd never want to set any plants in come a massive rainfall. As a matter of fact, that's the spot that should be the rain catch barrel. barrel.
1: (laughs) What do you mean a plant is being upgraded? What do you mean?
0: I plant seeds into little pots and then I upgrade them to the next bigger pot. And then I upgrade them to the next bigger pot until I'm ready to put them in the ground.
1: Why can't you just put the seed directly into the, the larger pot? Why do you have to start in that smaller one?
0: Well, that's just general common sense because a big pot takes up a lot more space. And if you're not ready for that, that seed, there's to be common in that... sense
1: in what you do. Is that <laughs> what you're trying to tell me today? Okay.
0: Common sense and a little bit of intuition. Absolutely. So yeah, I ran out there this morning and quickly solved a problem while it's pouring down rain and then said, okay, I'm ready. Let's get this going. Let's do this. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. We joined my parents out on the farm for Thanksgiving this year. Of course. And our two boys are in from college. That was great. I've got Lillian, who's 16 and goes to all the different Thanksgiving, mom, dad, whatever, wherever she is. Now, Savannah went to Florida, so she's not here with us. Then my brother and his wife and son and a friend of my brother's who didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So it was, you know, a more intimate affair and I imagine that across the country people were and you know, on my like Facebook feed people were saying it's just uh, us 3, it's just us 6.
0: Yeah, what a great idea. I mean, it's nice to come together, but at the same time, I have this feeling about Thanksgiving that Thanksgiving should be an everyday experience, especially when you're talking about food, coming to the dinner table with an luscious feast and having beautiful conversation with your family.
1: There are days where I don't want to prepare in our house a luscious feast. And so maybe it's a little bit more bare bones. But yeah, you know, you're right. We take local bounty and convert it into an amazing meal as often as we can.
0: And we sit at the dinner table and we talk with our family. And so for us, it was just, okay, well, let's put out a little bit fancier dishes. Mm -hmm.
1: Let's certainly have a turkey. We got to do that. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I guess the Thanksgiving for most people... and and we're no exception, is who's bringing those special things that we like to gather for this one meal every year? Even if it is pared down, we're still going to have the turkey. We're still going to have this, that, this, that. It's going to be different for your family listening. But for us, we were able to get most of our favorites.
0: Me and the boys all decided that Thanksgiving is our favorite holiday, especially in a household where food is a priority and the way we handle our food is a priority anyways. Mm -hmm. There are no gifts to be given. True, yeah. And we don't do it in a way that, like, hey, women, get in the kitchen and make us a big old Thanksgiving dinner that we can eat I, while we watch football. I, I
1: was raised this, for these. This things. is me offending everyone again. It's okay. I was raised for this type of occasion when it occurred at my house with my mom and dad to be incredibly stressful, a exactly. lot of pressure, a lot of performance anxiety. Is the spread going to be as good as it was at Aunt Jenny's, whatever, last year? None of that.
0: Well, I will tell you one thing is is that we weren't in charge of the hosting part of it. And so definitely when whoever the host is always has a little bit more pressure because at the end of the day, they're washing all the dishes and they're making sure everything gets put away correctly. And for me, the idea is we are here in gratitude. We are here to say hello to the ones we love hug them any pressure that comes with thanksgiving i want to put it aside completely and i want it to be a part of the way we live our lives i
1: want to know what you took to the table i'm sure you want to know what i took to the table what everyone took to the table let's dive into thanksgiving 2020 but first there is some unfinished business from last week unanswered questions. questions First up, I have to ask, at the end of last week's episode, you were unable to answer our weekly table topics question. The question was, when is the last time you publicly embarrassed yourself? I have given you a week to come up with an answer because you couldn't do it last week.
0: Those of you that listen, and you, Joe, know that I'm going to answer a question if I have an answer for it. Mm. I do not have an answer for this question. And the reason is because I can't recall... And if I can't recall, then it means it didn't embarrass me enough to make it to my memory bank at this point in life. And so I don't give a flip.
1: This is still an unanswered question, Aislinn, by every definition. I don't give a flip. Okay, we had two pronunciation mishaps last week.
0: No, no, I wasn't mispronouncing burial. You were mispronouncing
1: burial. You were saying
0: everything wrong, and I was saying everything
1: right. It some delicious food that you had at Cured last week that we talked about. Here is how it is pronounced. Foie gras.
0: Foie gras. Foie. Foie.
1: Gras. Gras. Foie gras. gras. Foie. Gras.
0: Foie gras.
1: Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras.
0: <laughs>
1: it seems like a word that could be used for all kinds of other things. Foie gras When you stub your toe.
0: Foie
1: <laughs> Okay, I will never mispronounce that again. And then I just had yeah, you're right. You're right. I just had that weird thing happen where Burial How do you pronounce it? Burial. 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 Burial.
0: Burial. I know
1: that. Burial. hmm You see the word in your head B-U-R Buri I've okay.
0: Burial 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 foie gras
1: so how did thanksgiving come together
0: well there was conversation about whether or not we would go meet up with our other family that we've met up with in the past Mm -hmm. they're they're not going to do it the same way that they've done it in the past Mm, they're
1: paring down as well
0: yeah i don't know what they're doing but they're doing their own thing Mm -hmm. so then we had a conversation about okay well what do we want to do and my mom said well let's just bring all your favorite things like whatever you want to bring let's just make it a potluck dinner whatever you want to bring bring Well, as it turned out, what we wanted to bring was all the kind of traditional Thanksgiving things, but also back to the idea that we as a family, all of us for that matter, we all want homemade, made from scratch, delicious recipes, some of them- Freshest ingredients. Some of them old family traditions. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it's going to be the most seasonally available- harvest so that that's then turned into this beautifully scratched as traditional as possible dish. I actually even asked on one of my social media quests of conversations to get people talking about local food, what's the side dish that you were looking forward to? Mm -hmm. The side dishes that I'm looking forward to are the most traditional Thanksgiving side dishes that I can use garden fresh vegetables. And so that's what we contributed to the dinner.
1: And we had, of course, that facebook chat i don't know how your family does it but for us it was a facebook chat where people are assigned and mm-hmm. decide what they are going to bring the yeah. host took care of the turkey mm-hmm. and then of course there was a big slab of wild, wild, pork. Hog. <laughs> wild is hog so good
0: yeah my mom actually purchased a turkey from the butcher box okay and it was funny because somebody asked well lily my daughter asked about the meat yes Okay, so... Is she's, this she's following like, in your footsteps. Is this our kind of meat? Right. Is this you know? good meat? Is this what we eat? And I said, yeah. I said, that turkey, Nana found it on ButcherBox. And which, by the way, I would love it if we could like connect with ButcherBox. Box, Because they're the kind of people that would sponsor us. And we're the kind of people that would help promote their product. we Will do. So we're not going to tell you anything more. If you want to know more about them, you'll have to look it up. The second part of that is the wild hog that my dad prepared. Those two pieces, delicious types of meats that we're going to eat. And then my mom made, almost specifically for your mom, Mm -hmm. and because we grew so many of them, and I harvested so many of them, we put so many of them away, black-eyed peas. Mm -hmm. Which black-eyed peas are some of my most favorite things in the world She did them in the
1: Instant Pot. Mm -hmm. I have not done black-eyed peas in the Instant Pot. So Mm -hmm. when I tasted those black-eyed peas, I had two things in mind. Number one, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of some black-eyed peas. Mm -hmm. Number two... Is Instant Pot right for you and I in our house? Yes. We'll get there. The answer is (laughs) yes? The
0: answer is yes. And then she also had gotten real excited about trying out making some pies And so she had had a friend, my mom had a friend come over and teach her how to make a pecan pie and actually make the crust and everything like that. Make the crust. So that we would have a couple of pies that my mom made. And so my mom ended up making a pecan rum pie Mm -hmm. with her own crust. Mm -hmm. And then she made a pear crumble pie. I'm not exactly sure what you would call it. She'll have to help us out with that. And she used the pears that she had canned from our pear trees. Probably some of the pears that I was involved in helping to prepare this last year. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah.
1: Circle of life on those pears.
0: Well, especially because her and I, all of us learning how to prepare these different things, because our goal for the farm is really to entertain. I mean, I'm looking forward to more conversations we're going to have about what's about to happen on the farm. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're all learning these different things and learning different techniques so that we can prepare these amazing feasts that are not just about one day of the year, but are about how we live our life and how we share our life with the community.
1: I'm scanning in my mind the entire buffet line. Your sister-in-law.
0: Oh, this is a great story. I'm in love with this, by the way. My sister-in-law and my brother just moved off the farm into an amazing, beautiful house out on our island. And that's their dream. That's, you know, and I'm so happy for them. Marlena hasn't ever really, like, she's learning to cook now. Because while she was living on the farm and she had a very young child, Mm -hmm. my mom, that was one of the things my mom did to help. When your children are young and both yeah. parents are working full time, to have someone, the retired grandma, when you get home, prepare the meal for you, it was just an advantage to their life Both on both sides. My mom's side, she's getting her family at the table. My brother and sister-in-law's side, they're getting the help of having the meals prepared. But so they one they of the away, things of moving off the farm right. is that now she's going to have to get in there to keep cooking. Mm-hmm. And this last five years they have become accustomed to eating home-cooked food and really shifted their diets and their personal diets and wellness. And she's taking some of the recipes that she learned from my mom and she's learning different styles and she's figuring it out. And because of that, I haven't noticed her to bring something to the Thanksgiving or Christmas table that was like, oh, I made this recipe that I'm very proud of and I want to show it off and whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't really seen that in the past. I'm telling you though, this year, she brought one of my favorite things to the table. And she asked in the conversation, what about sweet potatoes? And I said, sweet potatoes sound good. And she goes... I'm gonna do this sweet potato greer bacon casserole, and I'm like, oh my god, that sounds so good! I and don't know then, how the
1: casserole is gonna be, but the three ingredients that you right. just listed, f- yes. friggin' a, bring, and bring not those,
0: please. it's not like it's not <laughs> the like candied yam, like
1: with the marshmallow, the big <laughs> on top.
0: Dump a can of yams out in a thing, and I don't, I would never even eat that. Like mm. I can't, like like even the thought of it makes me like gag. Too much like, mush.
1: It's, it's just no... this
0: orange sweet goo of grossness. Mm-hmm. I can't handle it.
1: There so, are many people out there that love that dish. Oh,
0: dishes. I enjoy away. <laughs> but she also brought... So then the other thing she said was, well, well, what else could I bring? And I said, well, how about a fruit salad? And I didn't say like, oh, make sure you bring a fruit salad with da 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 da
1: specification.
0: No, no. So she brought a Waldorf salad. And of course, that's very traditional and delicious. And I mean, I just was so proud of her. And I... <laughs> If she's listening to this, she's probably like, what the hell? I'm a grown woman. I don't need you to be proud of me. But I I was. I was. I was was so proud of her. And it was so delicious. And I was so thankful. I just felt like we did such a good job as our own little family. And the food was so delicious. And it makes me go, why don't we need anybody else? (laughs)
1: We don't need one hundred and fifty people.
0: We do not. <laughs> That's not exactly true. I love one hundred and fifty people too. I really do. I really do. That you know, this is this is a great example of the Aislinn conundrum. On one side, she wants one hundred and fifty people. On the other side, she's like, "Oh hell no, I don't need all those people. I got my own people." Well, there is a
1: beauty. There is a beauty to minimalism sometimes. Yes, agreed. I think people across America might have had a lesson about that this year. Exactly, There's a beauty to minimalism.
0: There's a beauty to not having everybody stressing out in the kitchen to put out this massive feast for 30 people.
1: Then my mother, who wants to use any occasion that are few and far between right now to do the thing that I was... The stressful thing. I don't want to exaggerate, but 274 phone calls later... (laughs) She ended up kind of filling in some blanks. She brought some gravy. Mm -hmm. She brought...
0: I had a little nibble of it. Giblet gravy. Cranberry sauce. Mm -hmm. Critical. I missed that somehow. I thought about that this morning. I was like, oh, I never had a bite of the cranberry sauce.
1: (laughs) And then, of course, the dressing. The dressing. So my job was to duplicate two dishes that we took to Thanksgiving last year. Homemade from scratch. Green bean casserole. I make the fried onions that go on top. I make the cream of mushroom soup that's used. Yep.
0: It was eight cups of fresh green beans that I had literally just
1: picked. You blanch those green beans for five minutes, dunk them in ice to quell the cooking process. Take a quarter of the fried onions, mix them in with the green beans, mix them in with the mushroom soup, lay it out in your baking dish, put the fried onions on top. I took that to the farm. Then I also made the turnip mashed potatoes that we talked about last week. You can go back to last week's episode and find the best recipe for turnip mashed potatoes that you're going to eat. I made those, put them in a baking dish, and took that. son, I want to ask you, though, the star of the show, visually, was your green salad.
0: I'm very proud of it.
1: I think that if we post a picture of this on our social media, people's like shoes will fly off and probably their socks as well.
0: <laughs> so all the years that I've been gardening, hardcore gardening, which has been a solid decade, I am insistent that one of the things, not just because of the timing of the year, listen, I know, right.
1: It's okay. This I, is a thing. I, yeah, this is this the windup. You, you, you have to figure out exactly how you want to say it. Listen, so here's the thing. I'm going to... And here, I got two sentences of the story out. No, 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 no.
0: The point of Thanksgiving was the abundant harvest feast. Imaginably, now we don't really know exactly what happened, but imaginably of the pioneers mm-hmm. and the native americans i've seen coming, that in cartoons I believe together it. sure right but it wasn't w- whether cartoon whatever whether it actually happened exactly that way the point of thanksgiving is to be in gratitude of the f-ing harvest mm-hmm. that is coming out of the ground mm-hmm. around you including it- the animals that are passing through migrating through your particular area that you then harvest
1: and eat. The Library of Congress that keeps these ancient records of America's history, I don't think the F word was in there, but we'll (laughs) go with it. We'll go with it. This is fine.
0: I think it's so important to me because this is a part of where I go back to the idea that why is Thanksgiving such an important meal to me? Why is... It's the day
1: before Black Friday.
0: I didn't even know it was Black Friday yesterday, by the way. There's a reason why the Thanksgiving celebration and... The farmer's market on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving are some of my most favorite times of the entire year. It's a time when
1: families put food as a centerpiece of a celebration.
0: Correct. And it's a time that we give gratitude to the the abundant harvest that's coming out around us. It's when it finally happens for us here. We even did a thing with the farmer's market where we would celebrate the harvest market, which was Halloween, which really wasn't even our harvest time yet. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is our harvest time. In fact, Thanksgiving is when we could have pumpkins at the table, when we could have green beans at the table, when we could have tomatoes at the table, everything. Everything that we can grow in this part of Texas Aside from maybe corn, but even corn you could probably pull off if you did it.
1: Pops around Thanksgiving time.
0: The reason I'm digging into this so much is because I think that we as Americans, and this is a part of this, my thoughts about the pandemic and everything we've been dealing with in 2020. Yeah. And part of me saying, like we said last week, we don't put food as an important, we don't put our health as a top priority, but then we are scared that we're going to get sick. Okay. Okay. Well, if you take Thanksgiving and you look at it in this same way, the goal of Thanksgiving, and I will say it again, the goal of Thanksgiving was bringing together a group of people, a group of community members, and sharing the abundant harvest. So if I'm at a dinner table on Thanksgiving and the majority of the feast that we're eating isn't a part of the abundant harvest around us, then it's not really Thanksgiving in my mind. It's just a traditional American holiday, just like all the rest of them.
1: Well, before you get into what it all was in your salad this year, (laughs) I was the one that went to the grocery store on Wednesday night. Those end caps around Thanksgiving. You said it earlier. Canned yams, a bag of marshmallows, there's a casserole. A can of cream of mushroom soup, a can of cut green beans, a can of fried onions, there's a green bean casserole.
0: That goes back to the idea, and this is actually, I was listening to something this morning called Sacred Cow. It was a movie that she that was given away on Thanksgiving Day so that anybody that wanted to watch it could watch it, and it was about to be done. So I was watching it this morning while I was dealing with his plants. This is the thing. If you go back to the way we do Thanksgiving now, it's almost traditionally what started in like the mid-50s to late 50s, but it came with the industrialization of food. So when science and food commingled and we started canning things and we started creating industrial food processing, if you go back to the commercials of the day... The housewife can da da spend time, blah, 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 and the farmer is every science and cans and look, and we've got the pineapples on top of the candied ham and the, all of it, the can of peas that you can buy to put on your table, the can of yams that you can buy to put. It just makes it easier for right. the mom that's having to do all of the food from scratch you know, in the kitchen. Interestingly enough, we didn't make it any less stressful.
1: I enjoy the effort of it.
0: Well, and that's the thing that we always have to keep in mind and we're having all of these conversations. What we're sharing with you is our lifestyle. What we're sharing with you is what makes us happy, what makes us feel good, what makes us wealthy, what makes us healthy. If it brings you joy, do it that way. Let me
1: tell you what brought me joy. And then I want to hear about this salad.
0: Yeah, because I will tell you that this salad is my joy.
1: Your daughter saying... Yesterday, oh yeah, after leftovers, I don't know why we can't do Joe's green bean casserole more than once a year. She is a hundred percent correct. She
0: is a hundred percent. Why is it that green bean casserole only goes with Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner? Yeah,
1: like. But we've teased this salad long enough.
0: <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that for a decade, no matter. What if Aislin is asked to bring something to the table in a celebration, Thanksgiving, Christmas? We're all gonna bring our part. Aislin's going to be- bring a green salad. There's three reasons. Reason number one Aislin needs greens to help the brown stuff come out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about who, I'm talking about all the brown things that we eat at Thanksgiving. I need the green to help the brown, right? Number one, (laughs) Aislinn needs it. Number two, you need it. Everyone at the table needs it. And number three, Uh, it's seasonal. I
1: need the green to help the brown.
0: (laughs) You do. Okay. If you don't eat the green, the brown gets stuck in there. All right. It does. Yes, 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 yes. It gets all dry and hard. Uh, Okay, okay. And it doesn't want to come out.
1: Uh, I think the point is made.
0: But more importantly than that for me, it is art. It is art. And not only is it art and beautiful and gorgeous, just like all of the beautiful flower arrangements and the beautiful dishes that have been laid upon the table, it's my food that I grew. So I started out with the greens that are gonna go in my salad. Now you might think lettuce, right? Lettuce, of course. Sure. That's easy. I'm gonna throw some lettuce in a salad and then I'm gonna put some carrots and some tomatoes Mm -hmm. and yum. Well, my salad greens were lettuce, kale, traditional spinach, longevity spinach, arugula, purslane, and and you know I'm real particular about the way that I put all of these greens together. I rinse them in a big bowl of ice water. Mm -hmm. Lettuce, cabbage leaves, broccoli, raw leaves, arugula leaves, and crisps them up. Crisp them up. Mm -hmm. Then I spin them in a salad spinner. And then with a nice mixture of everything together, I slice it up. Now, not all chefs will cut greens because there's some... Hand
1: hand tear it, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I went ahead and cut them all up and then toss it together in the bottom of the bowl. So that's my greens, right? And when I say the greens, right, the greens were also purple. So some purple kale and some purple cabbage. And there's some mixture of color in the greens as well. And then I start putting my layers of color on top of that. We are talking about one of the most delicious, beautiful red peppers, bell peppers. Now, this actually came from the farmer's market, Mm -hmm. went on the top of the salad with some other little beautiful like banana peppers. Then I also used some special decoration type of thing. I used roselle leaves, star, five star, almost like a red and green marijuana leaf. Okay. (laughs) How do you know what a marijuana leaf looks like?
1: I I don't. I'm uh, just relying on your vast knowledge.
0: (laughs) Right. Nasturtium leaves. Nasturtium is actually a flower. It's this round, it looks like a little lily pad. Okay. So, this is what's all on the top of this green part. This pretty. You have a
1: bed of the greens, Uh and now you're laying the sheets. And then then I'm laying the pretty. The comforter.
0: Yeah, the pretty leaves, the throw pillows. Exactly right. And I've also taken all of these beautiful radishes. Now I've got the little red cherry radishes that everyone knows and the pretty little French breakfast radishes, but then I've also got these amazing purple radishes that are purple all the way to the inside all the way to their core just nature is so beautiful and i slice them really thin well, the cross and section of the them. slice is
1: like a kaleidoscope yes it's gorgeous
0: it's gorgeous i lay those across there and then i sprinkle some orange carrots on top oh it's all i mean all of these colors are just starting to come together and then my mom has grown this like wild tomato plant that's got these tiny little yellow tomatoes on it and my nephew went out and picked off of the tomato plant Mm -hmm. so now i've got these pretty little tiny golden tomatoes all sprinkled in there with it and then i've got flowers edible flowers i've got edible purslane flowers i've got edible pansy flowers i've got edible nasturtium flowers those are all laid lovely on top and then icing on the cake some pickled garlic, pieces of pickled garlic around the salad. Some feta cheese, goat cheese from a local goat cheese farmer, all across the top. When it was served, it was served with your most delicious ranch dressing that everyone loves. Yeah, it was beautiful, and it and made more, more me than feel one so person, good.
1: More than one person asked, "You eat everything?"
0: Yes, everything.
1: Because how often do? Oh,
0: you know what else I forgot that I didn't put that I put in there as well. Two different types of beans: purple Japanese long beans. Mm-hmm and varicot green beans. Just cut. I don't know if you know that, folks, but you can eat young, fresh beans just cut raw. You don't have to cook green beans. Eat they're them, they're especially tender the to young. the bite. Yeah, it's, a yes. bite, it's a
1: bite tender. Yeah,
0: so that was actually in the salad as well. And yeah, you can eat all of it, every bit of it. So are we supposed to eat the flowers? If you want to, that's how it works. I loved it. I loved it. It makes me feel so alive. It makes me feel healthy. It makes me feel like I've contributed beauty. And then, of course, also, you can't, Ignore the beautiful and amazing flower arrangement that was on our table that was fresh cut flowers right out of my garden.
1: Wine that your dad made, all of the trimmings. It was a beautiful meal.
0: It was a beautiful meal, and I enjoyed it very much. And you have to imagine that a couple who has a podcast called Dinner Table Talks Mm -hmm. becomes quite joyous around a Thanksgiving feast.
1: Our time at the farm These days, food is really only half of the celebration. There's so much going on out there.
0: There's a lot of construction. A lot of activity. There's a lot of activity going on.
1: And it was the first time that the boys were down together to see, your son especially, to see some of the progress as our life moves to this next
0: phase. So my dad got the chance to show off the pavilion that he's been working on to the boys Um, And he's very proud of it because the boys are coming down from College Station. They're both Aggies, Texas A&M University. And there's a very famous bar in College Station called the Dixie Chicken.
1: A piece of regional Texas that, 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 that one should see before they die. Yeah.
0: So my dad has coined his pavilion and my mom made got him a little metal sign made called Dixie Chicken South, you know. So he was excited to show off his pavilion to the boys. They have put in a full-fledged fireplace with doors that close over the top of it. Basically they can put a TV in there so he can watch Aggie football games in there if mm-hmm. he wants to. My dad actually made the doors. Yeah, he made them look like barn doors, and it's just this a beautiful, perfect stained cedar. The thing that goes over the top of the fireplace. What does that thing? Mantle. Called? The mantle. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And getting this whole outdoor pavilion space ready for us to do entertaining in. He's, I'm putting out four top tables so that we can play dominoes just like they do at the Dixie Chicken, and if we want to, or we can pull all the tables together and have the big family feast here. in <laughs> if the If you go of back to season one,
1: especially, you heard about the fish fries and the seafood boils they all take place in the past in this pavilion mm-hmm. and you gotta walk back and forth from the kitchen in the house out mm-hmm. there to serve the food mm-hmm. he's and creating we're all a situation swatting
0: with... at the flies over the top of our food and all it of that com- you know all
1: completely screened in mm-hmm. full-blown kitchen in there mm-hmm.
0: he told the boys graduation parties weddings if you choose someday yeah. you know like uh, he, and, and he
1: is creating a top rate venue in the middle of a working farm Mm-hmm. There's got to be big plans. There's got to be big goals here. Oh, gosh,
0: it's coming. It's coming. And of course, then I'm you know planting gardens and building gardens and just one after another after another, just continuing to keep developing spaces where I can grow plants and food and trees and kind of piggybacking on all of the things that he's done over the years since I've been out there. And he's put in these trees and that trees. And then we're doing all of this massive renovation on the house that I first lived in and then my brother lived in. And now we're moving back out into in about a year from now all of these different adventures that we're about to have.
1: You guys are creating magic out there.
0: We absolutely are. So this renovation that's been happening on the, on our house, we've got people out there all the time working on stuff. So as it turned out, the guys that had been working on painting the house came on Thanksgiving Day. And listen, I will tell you without any doubt in my mind, and I saw it on this particular day, my dad, because my dad is a super like he's a project manager he's a project manager Mm -hmm. absolutely he is uh he was a maintenance engineer most of the life that i know and then he also owned an air conditioning company and his job is is general contracting leading that's what he does Mm -hmm. so he's also
1: solving problems
0: oh god yeah well not just solving problems but solving problems with a very efficient and resource-based mind Mm -hmm. like what do i have available to me to make that happen right what are my resources which you know that about me what resources do I have available to me already to make this project happen? Right. I'm going to start there. And he's totally like that as well. He he's taught me that. Absolutely. You bring these minds that are somewhat similar together. So resource base, we want to take all of our best resources and put them to the best use. Okay, you've got a 40-year-old woman who has been studying regenerative agriculture and new ways of doing things. and a engineer based mind who can put together the the industrial machine side of things and we can use those things together mm-hmm. and then we can make a masterpiece out here and that's exactly what is happening as my dad and I renovate a home where I'm not really doing the work but I'm certainly involved in the conversations and the problem solving and the budget and the you know that side of it mm-hmm. and the gardens and the trees and all of the things that we're doing out there but in addition to that my dad and me for that matter, we like to direct. We like to be in charge. We'd like to have a team of people that we direct to do the things we want them to do. And so we had a group of painters that were out at the house painting. He's like, you know, it's Thanksgiving. So like my family will be out here for Thanksgiving dinner. And they were like, yeah, we'll see, but we're pretty sure we're going to need to come out tomorrow. He's like, okay, that's fine. You know, doesn't bother me if y'all want to come out. Well, so what he ended up doing right at lunch right after we had we had all sat down with our food he walked over and invited seven men to come over and get a plate of thanksgiving food and then go back and eat their lunch and there's just something about that that generosity that compassion that
1: your community like, is your community you don't exactly know what it looks like day to day <sighs> It was beautiful, mm-hmm.
0: you know, and mm-hmm. think about how much leftover food we would have walked away if seven grown men hadn't walked over and taken a por- their portion.
1: The boys wouldn't have minded because they were both at the house at about 11 p.m. that night. You were already asleep and they were like, hey, can we tuck into these leftovers? Because that's what our boys sound like. And I said, of course, guys, <laughs> go, go nuts. I get up the next morning uh-huh. starting to think about lunch yesterday, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving when you traditionally have a beautiful leftover meal. Decimated for Who sure. Who cares? What right. a beautiful day! It what a beautiful, beautiful day. day!
0: We hope you'll go back and listen to the 2019 Thanksgiving and then the 2020 Thanksgiving and then. Next year, on 2021, when we're living on the farm and we're eating the turkey that I raised, because I did mention that today. Wait, what? Exactly. Someone asked about the turkey.
1: The neighbors have turkeys. Did you
0: grow this turkey yourself? Uh. I said, not this one. But by the time we get out here next year, the turkey on the table will be my turkey.
1: Okay, I want to explore this rabbit hole. Raising a turkey, no big deal. That doesn't concern me at all. Do we butcher the turkey?
0: Yes, just like we did did with the chickens before. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So next year, when we have this conversation at this dinner table, you are yes. invited. We'll talk about the turkey that we also grew. Yes, guru, guru.
0: <laughs> and I know that if if you go back to the the fifties, where everybody was tired of fucking butchering turkeys and picking green beans, and you know it, it's Paul. Fine.
1: Go down to the AMP <laughs> and just pick up a turkey this year,
0: please. I, I don't want to have to
1: boil that bird next time around.
0: <laughs> right we're at the point now where we're balancing. We're getting back. But how, how uh, wealthy in abundance and luxury would it might be to literally sit down at Thanksgiving table where the green beans and the green bean casserole, the salad, the sweet potatoes, the mashed potatoes, the turkey, the hog, is all stuff that you grew on your own farm. That's where I'm going in life.
1: And dinner table talk listeners, you do it yourself. Eat local food as often as you can. Eat real food as often as you can. How about if one of
0: the things on our table.
1: You're talking about an ethic?
0: You can bring Yes, you can bring it. We can bring it back to the table, but here's a suggestion I have. Okay. Food is art.
1: Bring a couple of suggestions next week. I'll bring a couple of suggestions next week. We will bring together the dinner table talks ethics committee.
0: Perfect. And now it's time for table topics. Pulling the question out of the hat.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never heard this question before. Go ahead.
0: Have you ever been in a physical fight?
1: Oh yeah, I have. Twice. Yeah? Young. Really? Yes.
0: I don't think I've heard these stories.
1: They're not that good. My middle school years were spent in a rural town, 35 miles west from where we are now. At the end of my stint in middle school, I became the target of like a bully campaign. Mm
0: -hmm. That's because you thought you were so morally superior with your ranch dressing. They were all like, what the hell?
1: I promise you in middle school, I couldn't care less about ranch dressing. I promise you. (laughs) twice, but it's not for lack of trying to you were stick up? in there and defend myself. Yes, once was in band class. I was in band in middle school. Oh, they were just beating up the band nerd. No, no, no. This was a band nerd that wanted to get into a fight with me, and I got a one really good punch in, and then he kind of got like half a punch in, and then everyone stopped the fight. But I was really proud that I had gotten the one punch in, because you know, if you're going to get into a fight, strike first, strike hard. Number two, a future golden glove boxer and his buddies caught me in an alley between school and home. Said, hey man, why'd you talk shit about me? I I hadn't because that's stupid. I was like, I didn't but he had been sent there to cause a little problem. Punched me once. They ran. I would have tried to get one punch in on that one but that dude knew what he was doing. Not not, not great stories but yeah, I I have been.
0: Well, Aislinn has a little bit of bravado in her. And I had a tendency to get in a lot of fights because if someone threatened to kick my ass, I told them to bring their lunch.
1: (laughs) How often did this happen? I have four stories. Oh, God.
0: Because the thing about it is, is that when you're like a strong personality that thinks that you know it all, all the time.
1: Accurate description.
0: People threaten to kick your ass a lot in elementary school. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the adult equivalent without the ass kicking. <laughs> she is way too outspoken and I'm going to put her in her place. Well, in the girl world,
0: girls do a lot of threatening of kicking asses, but they don't actually kick asses. They just you show up Who and I'm going to kick, kick your ass yeah. until the other girl goes, bring it. Bring it. Let's go. Taking off my earrings. Yeah. And I was the girl that said, "Okay." And it's funny because one of my I mean, grew up from elementary school through college, just passed away this last week. Oh, no. So it was a huge shock to our grade class of 97 that graduated together, especially this girl, because she was everybody's friend. Everybody in the whole school had a friendly encounter with this particular person. I mean, this girl was friends with everybody, but there was a few of us that tended to like always run together. And so this one girl that, I mean, I've stayed pretty in contact with her over the years, had called me because she was involved in collecting some donations to get together stuff that we could help the family out with. And one of the things she said to me was that she could always count on me to have her back, no matter what. Well, the first story that my mom would tell is that I was standing in her sidewalk, And the neighbor from across the street, who was always kind of around hanging out with us, and we were on and off friends over the years, was giving me or her a hard time. I don't remember which is which. But it was one of those situations like, "Ah, I'm going to kick your ass. And instead of going, oh, really? I just hauled off and whacked her upside the head. Literally slapped her upside the head. And that was a big deal because the moms got involved. Yeah, (laughs) Aislinn just hit my daughter. Mm -hmm. Aislinn, you're not supposed to hit. You know, like... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, except dad and mom, you've been telling me all my life. If someone keeps threatening to beat me up, tell them to bring it. You're going to beat me up? All right, cool. Boom. Let's start there. Yeah. (laughs)
1: You know? I love how the parent of the kid, and of course, I'm not very objective about this, but the parent of the kid that started the shit is going to blame the second oh, kid always, for doing, of course. It's always how it yeah. works.
0: And I mean, I don't even know. I don't even remember the whole story. So I'm sure that I was probably doing something oh, to like yeah. irritate it all. I don't know the whole story either, the, but yeah, I, do, right, yeah, I know yeah. that
1: to be true as well.
0: Then there was a situation at like a party. I don't even remember exactly what happened, but it was a girl that I kind of I mean if we we still hung we still talk or would talk today but I walked into the middle of a party there was a threatening this threatening that whatever and then all of a sudden we're in the middle of the, a pack of kids all standing in a circle oh yeah and our jewelry's off yeah and I'm doing like a karate kick oh god <laughs> like
1: there's no, there's no parents or teachers to come no. break it up. Y'all are just going to... How long did it go?
0: It didn't. I don't all remember right. exactly. But it was... If anybody could remember that story, and I, there probably are people, they would say, all I remember was that Aislinn did like a karate chop kick.
1: <laughs> was it effective? I don't remember. I uh, think so.
0: Who knows? Then the the last two stories are connected and were actually pretty bad. I had apparently pissed off a group of girls. Oh, boy. Pulled up to a party. Had a newish car that I had just gotten. Went inside... Hanging out with my friends. How old was this? And we this was out at a, like a farmhouse too. Mm-hmm. The, at this point, I was 17. Okay. You know, I already had a driver's license, you know, yeah. whatever. And the group of girls keyed my car. And like, you, we knew who it was. I was inside the house and some people came inside the house and just said, named the girls, just keyed your car. What a dumb move. And then I went out there and saw that they had written like horror and just like all of but these sh- things in my car. And called them out on it and started kicking their ass. Like I had one of the girls down. She was so, we were so close to my car that her head was like against the tire of my car. And I was like, people are trying to pull us apart they or whatever. They
1: had a posse. So Did in, you have a posse?
0: I always had a posse.
1: Okay. So were other people kicking asses too? Or was it a solo job at this point? I
0: think at that point they might have just, it was a solo job. In that they were that leaving moment. me, okay. leaving me to handle my shit. Okay. Right? Go ahead. So then we get in the car to go home to my house. And this is one of those situations hold where on, it just on, so happens that my parents are not around right now. So I've got a house to
1: myself. The fight was a one-on-one even though they had a posse. Like you only kicked one girl's ass that day. Somebody pulled. I'm sure they pulled us apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I get in the car with a group of
0: people. I mean, I've got girls, guys, whatever. And we go to my house. Fight's done. But my car's been keyed. Mm-hmm. This is a shitty day, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, two cars pull up. Oh,
1: boy. Retribution. Mm-hmm.
0: The girl that got her ass kicked the worst went yeah. and got her big sisters. <sighs> and they beat, the sh- they beat the shit out of me.
1: Where were your folks? They weren't there. Where were your friends?
0: They, as soon as they figured out what was happening, they made it stop to the point of they had to take me to the emergency room that night because oh I got my nose broken.
1: We had different lives.
0: And then we had to show up the next day at a powder puff football game. Uh-huh. And I'm like there playing center uh-huh. with a f-ing broken nose. Aislinn Campbell like right. I'm so anybody that knows me right do you now walk from can this you mo- imagine do you walk like, away
1: from this moment with street peace cred lo-
0: those of you that think you know the peace loving whatever y- you don't really know Aislinn as well that well
1: <laughs> did you get street cred from the whole thing like I don't even know mm. who knows she's not afraid of a fight Oh god. She can take a beating. No,
0: but that's the thing about it. That's the thing about it was that they they already knew that about me. These were girls that were like had never gone to high school with us. Like okay. they were older sisters. They didn't know who what was about to happen. Okay, so the next day at school, there was a thing. The sheriff got called. Huh. Those girls literally got picked up after sure. school. Well
1: they they committed a crime.
0: Not only did they get committed when they crime keyed your car. They keyed the car. And then they beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Well, in my, on my on my own property. Like yeah. came to not not in the midst of a party where we're all here and they we're all went contributing out with the
1: purpose and intent to inflict bodily harm. Yes. How did that end?
0: With the know. sheriff and all that. I can tell you one thing's for sure. One of the girls that was involved that got picked up by the sheriff could literally be listening to the podcast right now because she's a friend. I mean, like, she's somebody I would talk to today. Well, listen,
1: DinnertableTalks.com. <laughs> we would invite anyone that was involved in any of these altercations. We would love for you to call in, and leave voice space. You can go to DinnertableTalks.com right now, support the podcast as retribution for these horrible crimes, and secondly, leave your version of what happened. I, I want to hear that so badly.
0: It just reminds you of what a frickin' idiot you are when you're a teenager.
1: I'm a lover, not a fighter.
0: I am too, but I'm pretty str- I'm pretty, like-
1: Shit, I ain't messing with you
0: anymore. Don't with me. I need the green to help the brown.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime,
0: hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you.
1: And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.